in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the people are protected by two separate yet equally important groups. The heroes who save them and the attorneys who clean up their collateral damage. But only one can be both. This is her story. Dun Dun. Lawyer Show. Fanboys and Friends presents... Being a superhero... ...is a trial by fire. Who's gonna protect the world if not people like you? A Marvel cast, Earth's mightiest spin-off podcast. I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A uh, demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be Walters the face attorney of Green. She and a frustrating family. Because she didn't ask for this, but you still gotta deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh. Ruth, kind of feels like if I don't transform, I'm gonna die. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. I just want to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Your ass looks crazy right now. You could be an Avenger. Oh, I'm not a superhero. That is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason. Is there anything more depressing than dating in your 30s? Yeah, this is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. All right, gang, and welcome to the latest episode of Walter's Attorney at Green. She Hulk smash all witnesses. Hey, you know what? Titling these is half the fun. And you know what? The other half the fun is this guy that needs very little introduction. He swings in like Ben Riley. He's got the infinity gauntlet. Yeah, he's got all the all the gems. Sorry, we're gonna go with the Jim Starling gems and not sort of the MCU stones because it's gems, damn it. Your friend of mine, Mark Herman. Mark, how's it going? I am chasm. Oh I mean uh sorry, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. When you said Ben Riley, I, I'm I'm still a little sore from what they've done to him in the comics. <laughs> Come on, man! Yeah, you always right, tweaking right, with my boy. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. Look at it this way. At least what they've done to Ben Riley is nothing compared to whatever you know Zaslav or Zoloff is doing with uh, DC. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I can't resist a good roast joke. You you and I both know that. Mm -hmm. But as a matter of fact, you know the the one thing between Thor and Zoloff? Hmm. When uh, Zoloff swings his axe, he goes for the head. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. I mean, I mean just ask that girl. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Forward. Forward. Yes, forward, not backward, forward. Uh, I got it. <laughs> All right, today we are going to talk about episodes three and four 
first up, the the people versus Emil Blonsky. Would the plot points please take the stand? And yes, that name does sound familiar because we haven't seen him in. Uh... Well, Mark, how long has it been? Man, what Hulk? Hulk came out. Didn't we just talked about this the last episode too? Right. <laughs> how long back it was? Uh, long, uh, you know, long enough that uh, Hulk looked a little different when he was in his Bruce Banner form, you know? It was, mm, well, it was 2008, wasn't it? I think so, because I think, like, my first guess was 2007 originally, and I was off. Yeah. Uh, 2008-7. I know it was, it was so long ago that, one, the designs looked really terrible. Blonsky's Abomination basically looked like a mutated turd with feet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, and Hulk's design, first of all, it was nowhere near where Hulk is now, where, you know, you got the, you got the, the beautifulness of when he's smashing shit, right? Right. Cause didn't, in, Abomination didn't have the ear fins in the original version. No, 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 no. Um, uh, that came Abomin as a secondary Abomination, mutation, can assume. <laughs> Was, I'm sorry, say that again? We can assume that was a secondary mutation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a Feige variant mutation. It was. <laughs> hey, MCU loves using the word variant right now. No, right? The rest of us, not so much. <laughs> per obvious reason. Oh, man, yeah. So true, so true. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was so long ago that the original design of Hulk was uh, piss poor compared to what we have now. He looks like Hobo Hulk. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and and I'm still hearing complaints of how Jennifer Walters looks when she's in Hulk form. But I mean, I'm I'm not having a problem with it. I'm like, you know, I, I to me, does it look a hundred percent? grounded in reality probably not but it's enough that i can you know it's a marvel cinematic adventure it doesn't have to well, look exactly real i'm not going for a 3d effect per se it's a tv show budget and honestly this is what irks my crawl with you know not just you know disney plus but any any streaming uh series across the board right, right. you're look you're never going to get a 100%, you know, merge of a movie budget and TV budget. You're never going to get that. Mm -hmm. It's closer. I mean, if you were to compare this to that that uh, uh, that trial of the Incredible Hulk movie, you know, where you had the world's worst looking Hulk and Thor. <laughs> Right. Remember that? Right. Uh, then yeah, I can I can see people's complaints. Now, granted, it was the best thing they could do at the time when you're trying to you know create a a more of a TV MCU as it were, the original MCU. Um, so it's the best they could do at the time. And Let's also tip our hat to Lou Ferrigno, the only guy in recorded history to actually bear that green body paint every week and actually play the Hulk. Right. 
I am the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, which, by the way, I don't care who you cast, you could cast um, Mark Ruffalo. You could even get another actor at this point. Uh, there's only going to be one guy who actually played the Hulk. <laughs> I mean, when Hulk changes at this point, you might as well be looking at a computer image. Right, right. <laughs> so That's true. I mean, if you if you take away the computer image, what are you left with? Some knucklehead in uh, in skin tight pajamas with dots over his face, right? Or or you know, the whole world looks like it's uh, you know Avatar, blue people, and and highlighted everything because it all has to look the same. Oh, you know what? Let's not get into James Cameron and his magical mystical Smurfs. No, let's let's get into the deep dive. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into the deep the dive. Last with episode, we had her finding out that Blonsky had escaped prison and was in the fight with the underground uh, when he was fighting Wong. So, you know, that was kind of we pick right up on that. You know, she's mm-hmm. going to have to find out what's going on, how Blonsky's going to explain himself, and I love the way that Tim Roth is playing the role. I mean, you know, in the oh. last episodes, he put up a great defense about the fact that, you know, he was the government's tool and, you know, he gets ended up being in prison, a criminal, and the guy that he was sent to stop becomes a hero and he doesn't quite yeah. understand why and Right. You know, we find out through this episode that, you know, he has not only been incarcerated this whole time, but he's actually been doing good things. He started a book program, teaching people to read. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, he's actually had the option of breaking out at any point, but he's taking, pr- taking prisoners from uh, from toilet wine to the uh, uh, fancier toilet wine. What right. was it again? Toilet oh, bourgeois or something? something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I'm just fartsy. I'm not artsy fartsy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? If you're in prison, no one's artsy fartsy, right? Uh, you're I, just fartsy. I, I, I liked how the introduction of Wong kind of tells us that when Jen breaks the fourth wall, it's not really per se Jen breaking the fourth wall because she knew about Wong. Whereas up to that point, she really didn't know anything really about Wong as her MCU character. But the fact that when she breaks the fourth wall, she's clued in on information that, you know, the director and stuff would know. I thought that was kind of an interesting take on it. And I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. You know how I take that though? the fourth wall breaking and a lot of people are going to theorize okay how is it one is it some kind of spell is it this is that is blah blah go back to the dan slot run of the comic books that's that's who the character was nice she broke the fourth wall all the time nice and, See, and, and now, let's be I, honest. I've only known of She-Hulk through the Avengers comics. Like, I've never really right. followed any of her single lines. Right, let's be honest. You go back to the comics, there were no... Well, maybe there was. They just didn't have a platform because the internet didn't exist. Mm-hmm. But there was no deep Lombok conspiracy of, how was she doing this? How was she doing... I'm like... It's called fun, kids. Right? And that's why I, I really get a kick out of when she breaks the fourth wall like that. Because like, like she's like, it's Wong. And remember, who show this is? It's not Wong's, but he'll be here. And so will this person and that person. 
That was oh, and and I really loved how, you know, and and you and for anyone living in LA, this probably broke them because of the um, the unrealistic nature, especially with LA traffic, mm-hmm. where she takes the hands off the wheel mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. break the fourth wall. Yeah, right, right. She and I'm like, looking away. I'm 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 literally my hands on the side of my head going, how. <laughs> And how? But I'm sure anyone who lives in LA it probably broke them that moment. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think that's one of the things I enjoy is is the way that in those moments, you know, she just really plays up the connection between the fan watching it and the content. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I guarantee you, though, and I'm probably gonna be wrong about this, but I'm gonna go up. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it, and it's probably a lonely limb, mm-hmm. uh, with how she breaks the fourth wall and how she, even in the comics, she used to argue with, um, you know, uh, you know Dan Slott and some of the creators. I'm just going to say, they're going to they're gonna have Feige in this show. I can almost guarantee you they're going to have Feige cameo in this. You think so? Has he has he done a cameo yet? Uh, has he pulled the Alfred Hitchcock and put himself in his own glorified work? No. Huh. But considering the self self aware referential nature of this series, right. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Feige between now and uh, the last episode. I, I'd say it's easy to say that he's the Stan Lee of the MCU. Yeah, I I think I think though as far as like I'm not saying like Stanley cameos, right? Oh, say it, say it, Dave, say it. No, (laughs) no, 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 Uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying the the uh, MCU Stanley cameos, right? Right. Because I think they overuse those a bit. Right, right. Especially when especially when Stan got up there in years, but that's a whole other story. What I'm saying is, I think they're going to have him at least in this series somewhere. Right. Whether it's you just know, probably be playing in the back. him. Now, as far as the Stan Lee cameos go, I think what they're going to do, and this would be rather fun and funny, uh, give them to Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I mean. He can be wacky in his own movies. He can sodomize unicorns. He can, (laughs) you know, do whatever. I don't care in his own stuff, Mm. right? But as far as him being everywhere else, Mm. you know, give him him the Stan Lee cameos. Yeah, I'd I'd dig it. Yeah, yeah. How'd you like how uh, when she broke the wall and, and was like, a and B stories meeting <laughs> when we got to see uh, uh, Bukowski come back. <laughs> right, I thought that was I thought that was nice. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Pug, so you know uh, Pugliese, Pugliese. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I uh, I, <laughs> I keep thinking. And we all know CW, it's, you know, dumpster fire, much like everything else over over there right now. 
But I think Juan opened up a portal and pulled in Adrian Chase Romero, and just now he's Pug. <laughs> nice. It's like, come on, come to our universe. Here, one's a big bag of shit right now. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great way of how calm down, plug calm in. down, DC fans. That's a joke. Calm down. <laughs> Put down your pitchforks. Right? No, though we don't we don't joke with DC. That's 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 how we got Dark Claw. Apparently not. Apparently they're so sensitive. You think? Um, well, never mind. Mm. <laughs> family show. Family show. Yes, yes. Uh, well, and, and you know they kept it family show, even though uh, Dennis thought he was dating uh, Megan The Stallion. Who? Th- this was my first introduction to Megan The Stallion. So yeah, mine too. And I gotta wonder something, Mark. Mm-hmm. Is she a Cardi B clone? I, you know, I, I, I don't know I enough sw- about I Cardi sw- B. Even like, I mean, that's how horrible it is to me. I honestly, I thought it might. Uh, no, have been I understand. Her. I understand. You and I are old enough where we probably missed this shit. Right. But it looks like someone took a blood sample of Cardi B, took it to the, took it to Camino in the Star Wars camp, cloned her, and that's how we got Megan the Stallion. <laughs> uh, well, I gotta pull up Cardi. I mean. I gotta, I gotta look at more pictures. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really giving it the, the... Okay, You're depending, really doing depending on, on how Cardi B's hair is styled, I will, I will say yes. I agree with you when it is styled a certain way. The first few pictures it brought up, I would have disagreed, but looking at more of them, I, I could see that reference making more sense but i mean mm-hmm. i i knew she was somebody famous i just didn't know anything else about her um right you know from what i i looked up it looks like uh she got first famous off of uh uh instagram and then kind of launched from there so oh was... yeah because because the instagram's like everyone's digital agent apparently yeah you know i mean these younger kids they uh you know launch themselves to fame on these social platforms whereas old guys right, we just right. sit in our basements making weird videos and, and right why all, the, why all the karens uh, of the last two years are like damn it i what what's what am i doing wrong <laughs> yeah and I'm so, like, you're picking the wrong shit to talk about. That's what you're doing. Right. So, and, and the fact that they actually got her to come in and play herself, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and, and I think that that's one of the cool things, too, about this show is, like, it's really, I feel like it's pulling more of real people into the show. Whereas, like, you know, when Iron Man would do stuff, like, I don't know, was there any cameos with real people? I mean, I, I felt like it was all Marvel characters that they were playing. In Iron Man? No. There was the... Well, there was there was Larry King playing himself. So Yeah, Larry King would be one. Yeah, but you know what? At that point, you know, especially when it was really toward the end of his life, mm-hmm. right? Or at least a couple years away from it, you know, maybe a decade. Who knows? But at that point, Larry just looked like a head on a stick. (laughs) I mean, he literally did. You could hold up a head on a stick and it'd be the same thing. Right. But other than that, uh, there was Elon Musk in Iron Man 2. Okay. Which still drives me nuts. Okay. Um, I'm like, 
uh, Elon, you're gonna take over Twitter and uh, you know leave yourself out of Marvel. Come on, right. go away, go away. Jeez. Other than that, in the first one, uh, the only real thing I can think of was there was uh, the one of the earliest Stan Lee cameos, but it was him being mistaken for half. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because honestly, one, it's Stan Lee, so sure, give it to him, right? Mm-hmm. And two, it was, I don't think you, Hugh Hefner, we all know what he was notorious for. <laughs> right. There was no way in hell even a Marvel cameo was going to drag him away from that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And it's a family show. I'm not going to say what he was notorious for. If you need to ask, you're really under 40. Right. And if you're that Some under 40 and you don't know how to use your phone, then you're you're not in touch. Well, well, we'll get the people not in touch when we talk about the twerk that silenced Marvel fans. <laughs> Man, so what did you think about the way that they used uh, Dennis's story to inadvertently give Jen an idea of how to help Blonsky get his parole? Because it was subtle. It was it was done subtly. It was very subtle, uh, as opposed to the next episode where uh, where a lot was um, not so much. Right. But we'll get to that. In well, a bit. for the listeners, if you didn't watch the episode when they go to the the trial for Dennis uh, Bukowski, uh, they bring Jen in as a witness to prove that the guy is so conceited that he would actually believe that he was dating the <laughs> Megan the Stallion. You're right, right, and, right. I mean, that was great. But while that's going on, Runa, the light elf shapeshifter from New Asgard, was impersonating other people and got in trouble for that as well. And so they're like, right. well, we should put an inhibitor on her. And that stopped Jen and Jen thought, and then we go to... You know, back to the trial, and they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna wear the inhibitor." And I was like, "Oh, that was slick!" Like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, connecting A and B storylines, nice. Um, so I thought, I thought that was all right. Um, you know, that was pretty good. Let's talk about the light elf. Okay. What do you know uh, about this light elf? I mean, well, she I, was fun loving. She was fun-loving. Reminded me of Jokey Smurf, to agree. Yeah, definitely reminded me of Jokey Smurf. Or, or um, what, was, what was the trickster god in Supernatural? <laughs> to kind of, oh, kind of had that God, same kind yeah. Of uh, you, pro- you would know that better than me. I haven't gotten into Supernatural yet. Um, I know, I know, I know. Bad fan, but <laughs> I, I've been... I just haven't quite gotten there yet. I haven't quite taken the plunge. Oh, that's a, that's deep water, dude. Yeah, that's very that, deep that's water. Like, that's like jumping right into Marvel and being like, I'm going to watch them all before the next movie comes out. Well, theater. no, that's like that's like jumping into Marvel now and not watching that goddamn thing right. before. I mean, could you imagine making that commitment? You're like, oh, hey, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out. I better start watching Marvel movies now. Too late, dude. You're too late. You you missed it by a week. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, but, and then you just snap your fingers in front of his face, and you're like, and he's like, "What was that?" Right. Exactly. The movie's out, and he's like, "I'm only up to Thor: Dark World." <laughs> oh God, yeah. And then you're, you're, like, you're snapping. <laughs> you're snapping even more in front of his face, and you're like, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm trying to get rid of Dark World. 
Right. So, you know, we didn't really talk too much about Wong, aside from the fact that, you know, they, they mentioned him. And, you know, when they brought him up and they did the search engine, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, he's either a Sorcerer Supreme in New York or he's a librarian over in uh, Tibet. <laughs> and what, used to work at Target. I missed that part. Used yeah, to work yeah. Target. He, <laughs> hit one of his former jobs, he oh, worked gosh. at Target. Nice. And I'm like, okay, I've got to Marvel, bring back your one shots. I've got to see one trying to work at Target. That would be great. Yeah, I love, I love the progression of Wong's character. I mean, I honestly, if you'd have told me when we saw him introduced in the first one that he was eventually going to become the Sorcerer Supreme, I wouldn't have believed you. What I didn't right. catch, though, was he says that he pulled Blonsky out to do the fight as part of his trials to be Sorcerer Supreme, but wasn't he already Sorcerer Supreme at this point? Yeah, yeah. see, that's where it gets a little murky. Um, and first, I'm going to talk about what you know. I think is going on with with uh, like what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. It, the intertwining with the the prison break and obviously the Fight, fighting with seeing Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. Clearly, what they are doing with these shows is not with all of them, but do you get a sense that they're trying to interweave some of the post-credit scenes? Well, I I, I do, and, and, and that's what got me stopped and thinking about it, because I'm like, if this was where it was originally then it would have been set during the blip, right? Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. not. It's post-blip. And so if unless that footage coming out was filmed even earlier, which it, I, I feel like the way it was presented, that wasn't the case, but maybe I wasn't paying that much attention, and maybe it was footage that they found that, that happened during the blip, mm -hmm. and that would make a lot more sense. Oh yeah, no, it would. It would. But, you know, then that's the beauty about a, a, an easy mistake is like you know the fans can come up with answers there. Yeah, if it, that is it, the case. <laughs> this is not like when uh, you know uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming had the eight years later, and Marvel fans were shouting, "I call bullshit." <laughs> uh, but you know what? Let's let's call a spade a spade. That was Sony, and I'm sure a Sony exec is like, I'm sorry, don't fire me for not paying attention. Oh, right. It was funny that they played up the fact that Wong having zero uh, travel time was notoriously late. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, his, it's not like his commuting is real hard. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. a, couple, a couple flicks of the wrist and he's there. Couple flicks of the wrist, you know, play Frogger over a few dimensions, have a cocktail or two, he's fine. What did you think that uh, the parole board kind of overreacted though when Blonsky was uh, demonstrating his ability to retain control of himself as he was abomination? And just a bit. I was like freaking just, like come on like just a dad. I mean it did help I, because that was like I one of did. the final nails in Walter's coffin of it did, you know, this it is did. why he should be released. He could get it out did. at any time. I I did think and and talk about subtle, right? But, or not so subtle. Not so subtle. Coming coming like with, an abomination with the um, 
the the pen pals, the soulmates. Oh my gosh, yeah, the the eights, his eights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His 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 Blonsky cheerleader. Oh man. Um, she's. We'll get into that a different time. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did Marvel just do male nudity? Because they basically have one of the the Blonsky fawners. Looked like she was about to faint behind that glass. I, I, you know, I was thinking about that because you know, abomination is an anatomically uh, uh, Ken doll, basically. Um, yeah, he's he's Ken. <laughs> yeah, and and then I kind of got the feeling yeah. like when he transformed back, he might have been swinging in the breeze there. You right, know, like... right. I'm gonna say he, abomination is definitely a Ken doll. Sorry, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Tim Roth beat you to it. <laughs> and I'm like, my God, Ryan Gosling is Ken. How is that? Never mind. Never mind. I don't want to know. Right? I'm sure ladies on Twitter are dying to know, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, I, I love that when uh, Walters finally did do the interview, they're like, they cut to the break and they're like, and when we're back. Walter, or she Hulk will tell you about her diet and her exercise. <laughs> She's like, I'm um, wait, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, now, I love, now, the, I love the delivery of her lines. Like she just right. does a great job. Yeah, and well, and I think that's also uh, credit to Tatiana Maslany. They mm-hmm. they casted really, really well. Yeah, and you can tell she's having fun with the role. Yeah. Oh, we. Oh, you can tell that with a certain. Post credit scene, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, Marvel fans like to eat up controversy like it was some kind of, you know, uh, like it was cornflakes and it was breakfast. Okay, so this next thing I want to talk about the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Now, Mark, I'm just gonna say. I thought it was fine. I in typical MCU fashion, some things need to change to be more grounded in what some of the other, you know, properties have been doing. Mm-hmm. And the wrecking crew, I'm just like so they're common thugs. If you go back to the comic books, mm-hmm. the wrecking crew looked ridiculous. Right. And did you notice, though, that one of them was wearing a mask? I did. Thunderbolt. Yeah. I I, I think... uh, By the way, by the way, if you have a name and it's similar to Rollerball, uh, especially that god-awful remake, you should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) It was LL Cool J's finest next to Deep Blue Sea. Dude, I'll stick with my hat as like a shark's feet. Uh, whatever, whatever the f that meant. Right. Oh man. But yeah, when they when they showed up, um, you know, it, it, it I think, I think it's it's a preclus a precursor to a lot more. Um, yeah, you know, it definitely is when, a precursor. When to the a guy lot in more. the mask tried to stab her arm and and get a blood sample, mm-hmm. um. You know, that that made me start to think about what we've already seen. And then I started to think about, well, you know, the plot of the old Hulk movie when we had the leader come in 
and you know Stearns used Hulk's blood, and I'm like, right. and we saw what happened to Jen with the blood. I'm like, we're back to that aspect of this gamma blood is. I'm surprised that the government isn't trying to contain her and and extract blood. I mean, yeah. get get their own. Well, supply. we we know Samuel Stearns is coming back. Maybe I not, did hear that. Maybe not here, although he could. Because when you mm-hmm. when you hear the phrase, the boss is gonna be angry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's a Hulk centric story, so that kind of in your brain rules out Kingpin because. I think fans are already pissed with how the MCU is using them so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides, why would Kingpin want a Hulk that just doesn't work? <laughs> but with Samuel Stearns, you know, you're like, maybe right? it makes more sense. Right. Right. Um, but no, he he is coming back in a in uh, in the next Captain America film, which I find equally interesting. Nice. They're See, trying I... to they're trying to canonize and make up for everything in their in their past. I, I was immediately... rushed incredible Hulk film just because that Ang Lee one was so goddamn stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I I was immediately kind of drawn to the fact that, you know, Thunderball, like you said, had a mask. Um, the others yeah. didn't. And so, like, you know, that, that had me thinking, okay, what's what's going on here? And then when we get to the next episode, because this is kind of where it ends, we just have that post-credit scene of uh, the, the two girls dancing. Well, hang on, hang on, because I got it. I I, I figured we were parking on that for a second before I shifted us into the other one and continue this point. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. point I want to yeah, get yeah. to will have to be addressed when we get into the deeper part of next issue. So right, let, right, let's right, let's right. dance this up. <laughs> oh, come on. Both you and I would probably throw something out if we tried this ourselves. Oh, the dance floor is open, bro. Come on. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm yeah, limber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and your you and your scouting vacation, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say this: fans, all fans, you know, big, little, small, I don't care. Lend me your ears. If you have a problem with this, and clearly, when you look at the BTS. Um, behind-the-scenes footage, Tatiana is having the time of her life with this, okay? I mean, Mark, I'm sure you saw those photos floating around. She was having a ball with stuff like this. Well, and I'm sure she probably knows who Megan Thee Stallion is and is probably oh, yeah, genuinely because, excited. Because she's that age at, that, right. at this point. Uh, she's got to be, you know... Um, uh, early 30s at least I mean honestly that's how I'd feel if I was around Ryan Reynolds I'd be like the the male equivalent of doing that I'd be like bro right. we gotta do this right now <laughs> somebody get a phone get a camera get it on us right now we're doing a TikTok tickety talk right right tickety talk right, Reynolds right. tickety talk yeah, right 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 I'd probably I'd probably um, do exactly the same if it were <laughs> Ryan I mean come on it's Ryan 
Right. But I mean, it's not like Mark Hamill where you're just like shocked and awed with a big shit eating grin on your face and that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You want to find the rock and sit down with the boy and go, oh, wait, uh, never mind. Right. Well, and, and you know, Megan the Stallion in the last, as the episode ended, you know, she was there in the, in the, uh, the jury, well, the observe. Observation? What do you call that, dude? No, the galley? I, I, the gallery? I, under, I understand, but let me let me finish my original point. My original point is this: if you have a problem with with this, you know this twerking scene, but you don't have a problem with uh, if you go back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and you don't have a problem with uh, Zemo's, you know. Uh, uh, middle-aged male white dancing you know if you can call it that you know that's pretty much what every guy does at, in the back of the club at the loser's ball waiting for a hot girl to actually notice them wasn't parker Spider-Man yeah i know right if you if you love that and have a problem with this maybe just maybe the actual problem is Spoiler alert, kids. You. I mean, was it really a big... Were people really having a problem with the dance scene? For a post-credit yes. scene? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I, I guess do... I don't really want to understand how they think then. Because like, no, I'm, no, no. I'm genuinely no. <laughs> enjoying this show. And I, I right. the next episode, too, is one that got a lot of negative... Well, reviews and I'm, no, I'm just wait, wait perplexed a minute, wait by a minute, this. Wait a minute. Let's also let's also say, and that people were because people would say, mm-hmm. you know, like they would tweet out, right? Because you know, apparently Twitter is where everybody goes for fucking shouting matches. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they would say things like. Stan would never. And I'm like, are you kidding me? If Stan Lee were still alive, he'd probably try to twerk himself. <laughs> right? Now, he pro- he'd definitely throw out a hip. Right. But he would have the time of his life. See, yeah, I, you know, I just Twitter, don't understand. Twitter, Twitter would be calling him dirty old man right now. Right. I just don't get that, the, you know... Some of the criticisms. I mean, some like like the, the CGI, right? I mean, the one thing I would say would maybe be a distractor is the fact yeah. that when she turns into She Hulk, she's got the perfect green makeup, or or you know her skin tone around her eyes just happens to look like makeup, and her hair is always flawless. Like I yeah. mean, unless you tongue in cheek point that out, which I think she has at some point if she has great Hulk hair, but. But the yeah. makeup thing is a little weird. But aside from that, like, I I really, I think the most that I noticed when I was really paying attention to the modeling of She-Hulk was her clothes. Her clothes looked more CG than her to me. Like, so, I mean, I just don't really see what some people are seeing when they're saying it's some of the worst that they've seen. I mean, I... Well, I, you know what? You and I have seen enough in, in fan circles, be it... Marvel, Star Wars, DC, yeah, we'll give them credit too, uh, all over the place, to basically say, modern fandom is goddamn nuts. 
Well, you know, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. It's because it comes down to the ruling of the word. I mean, fandom is just the world that the fans live in, and fans are short for fanatics. So, I mean, it does kind of make sense. I'm sorry. All I heard, all I heard was the word freak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's healthy freaks like you and me. And then there was just freaks where I look at them and go, what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, this is not real magic. No. Well, you know what, gang? Speaking of that, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and then Mark and I will be back with our thoughts on uh, the second episode. And, and strap in, kids, because it's a doozy. Is it a blaze or is it just a pile of ash? We'll find mm -hmm. out right after this. The following is a paid advertisement by Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway. Have you ever been made to feel like you didn't belong? Been called an abomination by a supervisor? It's enough to make a person want to hold down and smash. I'm Jennifer Walters, here to tell you not to get yeah. angry. Get a lawyer. We at the Superhuman Law Division at Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway will fight for your right to be treated equally in the eyes of the law. Here, we put the human in superhuman and the firm in law firm. And remember, I go green so you can get green. That, that means money. Call 1-877-SHE-HULK today. All right, so Mark, I'm just going to start with this as we go into this this next episode this is not real magic and go ah, i i feel a disturbance in the long box as in millions of speculation thought a certain blaze would be johnny and then they hear donnie and collectively they're like oh shit <laughs> Right? I keep wondering the same thing. Like, okay, I know it's not Johnny Blaze. Who in the heck? Is this guy supposed to be somebody? But he's just a gimmick, right? Just a I gimmick. did. I did an extensive amount of research on it. There is no uh, character like this. This is just no. the guy totally made up. A magician who was expelled from Camartage for unethical use of the mystic arts. <laughs> magician he sounds like a goddamn frat boy oh right right yeah i mean you know is this not real magic and no the magic isn't where you think it is <laughs> oh madison i mean honestly we're four episodes in and i feel like i feel like we've been around longer i feel like we're about five or six episodes in with just the way that the little threads are picking up on things i mean yeah. like yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Now, mm. did you recognize though the um, the uh, Donnie Blaze's uh, agent? No, and but I, I are you are you kidding kind me? Of he... slow down and, and take a, a a look at him on my are second you, view. Are too? you kidding me? He had a very distinct face. Right. He was one of the. He was one of the um, the guys in the Hunger Games. Okay. Yeah. And he is literally the 
and I I found this out like you know days after the episode. Mm. He is literally the only actor uh, over a hundred cast in anything MCU. Oh no way! That dude's over a hundred. Uh huh. No way. Yep. Whoa, dude! Now I gotta look. I, dude looks great. I know, yeah. dude. Look, well, black. Like, can we can we adopt him as black the new Betty crack, White? My friend, come on. Damn, yeah. Like, no. How? Okay, well, we, I gotta look him up. Like, I'm dumbfounded right now. I've got to pull him up. That's. Yeah. So I, I, I kept I, thinking, I think... what's up with this guy? Because he kept repeating everything, um, and all that. And I'm like, okay, why is he? T-? You know, like, is he like a puppet? Like, I was waiting for something sinister, and the sinister aspect of this episode comes much later, and I absolutely loved it, but. Yeah, I was like, oh, what's up with this guy? Right. All right, now we got to find the casting here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think I read he was like 104. Wow. Or something like that. Huh. I mean, granted, which obviously means the MC can't use him for more than just this. Right. You'd be hard-pressed to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's do it. I mean, he's, you know, he's acting. He's, he, dude, he looks good for his age. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm truly uh, impressed. Well, like I said, black don't crack, my friend. I mean, look at, dude. look at Isaiah Bradley. Look at Carl Rumbley and, uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. Right. That's true. That's uh, true. That's true. Another good. I mean. Denzel Washington. I mean, we're, we're just, we're just like Midwest white. What the hell would we know? Right. I mean, I, I, I look good for my age. I'm told a lot of people think I'm younger, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, it's not from good living. I don't think I'll look that good once I hit even 60. I, like, I, <laughs> I have kids telling me I don't look 40 at all. And half the time they're trying to just, you know, uh, kiss my ass. And I'm like, dude, we already like you. Shut up. Right. What is that guy's name? I. I mean, this is. I. I want to know when exactly he was born. This is driving me up a wall. Right. Uh, dun, 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 dun. I mean, don't tell me you got this fine gentleman who's over one hundred years old. Oh, here we go. Le- Leon Lamar. Cornelius P. Willows is who he was playing. Show notes, fellas. Show notes. Right. Or just, come on, give me his birth date. Give me the man. Man, he does look good for his age. Dun, dun, dun. Forces of Nature, that's another one I've seen yeah, him on. Okay. Yeah. Hey, anyway, Mark, Mark. Yeah, I'm so distracted by this now. Now I'm like, good, good, please, please continue. Continue Please on. continue <laughs> on, my friend. We're, we're, uh, otherwise, the next episode is just going to be dead air. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, you got me so distracted by his his greatness. I know, I know, uh, but please continue, please. But I, on. I, I like the way that they use the plot of the magician in this one. It, it, it's fun because we're continuing to pull back the curtain of what is and isn't magic, mm-hmm. and of course, using a stand-up magician, who, in this case, you know, isn't magic except for he happens to be, you know, of of the. Uh, the temple he was studying there at, at Kamataj, so he's got one of the rings. So he's able to utilize this, and we see him take and do one of the shows, and he sends 
uh, our lovely and, and fan favorite Madison uh, on a on a voyage across space, basically. Yeah. Now, oh, okay. Here's what I find interesting. When we we see the scene where Madison uh, ends up in Wong's place or Wanners. Wanners. Wanners, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, nice little present for uh, our UK listeners. Uh, you don't need a pick me up. We titled this part uh, Wanners and Mads. <laughs> I mean, come on, they need a they need a pick me up right now anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, I find interesting uh, Madison's description of where she was, and uh, you know, um, you know, it's it's sprinkled throughout the episode as well. You know, this whole demon and Jake, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, she can't talk about it, otherwise he'll uh, he'll. Um, reap her soul and all all she loves i'm like uh-huh does the, i hate to hop on this train again i hate to hop on this train again considering mm-hmm. we thought it was going to be we had the proper well, vision of it mm, i hate to do well, this Dave, again i've I've slowed the train down so you can take your time all climbing right, the board. All right, all we're right. Not, we're not pulling out right, of the station right, until you right. get on. I was never really <laughs> off, but still. All right, you gave me permission. Does this description not sound like Mephisto? You know, as you said, we've been on this train. So when we pulled up to a few stations in the past, we thought we were going to see the man, the myth, the compulsive uh, soul taker step off and reveal himself. And we were bamboozled. Not just once, not just twice, what, three times now. Um, But no, I mean, this this has the most leaning towards that. Um, If not him, maybe they'll do something like, you know, where... uh, DC did where they brought the Lucifer series in and made him the Lucifer of oh, their yeah, comics or yeah, something. Because there's there's a couple different versions of the devil and devil deities in Marvel, not just Mephisto. So, um, I but yeah, I mean, she makes a deal with the devil, devil or not a devil with a demon. And so, I mean, man, like I, if ever before we're gonna get close to that, I don't know. I mean, who else would make? deals like that demon goblin doesn't do that kind of stuff and he hasn't been introduced Mm -hmm. yet so that'd be premature well we keep going back and forth between mystic arts witchcraft and and now we're bringing in donnie blaze and magician magic so i mean there's three different realms of magic one would Mm -hmm. say you know the sleight of hand the mystic and the paranormal demonic um, which obviously we're going to get the paranormal side in, in Midnight Suns, which I, I feel like Blade is going to open up that door. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit of a, that door will be ajar with a werewolf by night, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and this episode is, is interesting too, because like, not only are we dealing with that, but when the magic hits the fan, the way 
Donnie ends up utilizing the ring to create the bird. And then the bird creates, it lays an egg, and then the egg becomes one of the, like, that was kind of a, a, a weird stretch. Like, I wasn't exactly sure, like, was this supposed to be a bird from that dimension, and this is how they just kind of do their thing? Like, it, it almost felt like it was the sleight of hand wrapped up with him doing something yeah. stupid, but yet it wasn't. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not gloss over it a bit, but... Uh, in comparison to the last one, right, the last episode, where you had basically two court things going on, right, and you had an A and B storyline, I don't know, did you get the same feeling from this one? Because I did not. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I absolutely did. I mean, the A and B storyline in this case... The A storyline is the magic plot, and the B storyline is Jen's love life. She's trying to, oh, yeah. you know... No, we'll, no, no, we'll get to that in a, in a separate part of the conversation, but it didn't, it didn't feel... Because a lot like the twerking scene, and what we were talking about last time with, you know, making things a bit more um, uh, candid to the female experience, uh, to the point where males you know, listen, right? Mm -hmm. That's a different story altogether. That's not related to <laughs> the court thing. Um, mm. But, I mean, in a, in a way they tried to make it related to the court thing, but I think that didn't work as well as the previous episode. Mm -hmm. But, um... And, and by the way, I do find it funny that when Donnie wins, right? Um, right? You know, I'm sorry. We see two middle fingers in this in this show so far. Right. It was funny the way he did it, though. I've got another bird right here. Yep, yep. It was. It was more of a. It was more of the sort of. You know, um, uh, twelve-year-old approach, right? Mm -hmm. Now, okay, touching briefly on that because again, there's not much to say about it. Uh, you know, talking about the dating, right? You have obviously, you know, she's trying uh, a online profile. As, you know, just straight Jen, right? Just, you know, Jen. No She-Hulk, just Jen. And yet nobody wants that. No, yeah, she was getting no hits back. Yeah. By the way, I, uh, I, I, look, I, I think the whole online thing is, is silly myself. Um, unless you're like really desperate, I guess, or whatever. But it, I can't imagine a site would actually do that and and be like, "You have no hits." You know, right? Oh, yeah, that was a funny break too. Like they sent him for that. Like, really, <laughs> that's a notification. <laughs> right. That part seemed a little unrealistic there. So when she when she has no notification as as Jen, she then creates a profile as She-Hulk, 
against indoctrinated with hit after hit after hit. So we see mm -hmm. uh, the all the dates. Now, going back to one she had, Justice Jen, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and by the way, guys, if you're on a date with a girl, right, and and you and you don't pick up the check. Yeah, um, uh, Mark, should I? <laughs> should I, should you or should I? Oh, I'll do it. That brought the day on. Spoiler him. alert: You ain't getting another one. <laughs> you know, if you if you leave her with the check, right, and you don't pick up the check, especially on that first date, you ain't getting another one, brother. It's like you done, you done quick, you done quicker than we could slap it. We could slap into a slim gym. Yeah, if you're gonna pull that one, you better have argued pretty dang vehemently about it first, because I can't, I can't even with that. Like, you know, you, that's not the thing to do, guys. Right, right. I mean, if you want to break up with the, if you want to break up with the chick real fast, take her to Morbius. Mm-hmm. It was uh, fun how she saw the different, you know, the, the steroid head guy. And she's like, you want to give us some service around here? She's like, yeah, we're not going to work with this guy. And then we get to Todd. And, and you know, we were talking about that as we were shifting into the episodes when we had the wrecking crew and one of them was masked. Todd was asking some very sus questions. Oh, and, oh, I mean, when he's oh, sitting there now, asking now about how her skin is impenetrable. Folks, you know, A and B context, nice. Now we're in, uh, she's dating a She-Hulk, but go on. Yeah, and so when Todd was there and he's asking her all these questions about her skin, and she's like, well, maybe Andamanium, and she's like, if you had somebody, he's like, I wish. Like, everything about that guy just screams villain. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's one of the wrecking group because he doesn't quite fit the the build. Most of the wrecking crew were were skinnier. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, well, I mean, it's hard to say because the mask one, we didn't really see much of him. Well, we always saw him up close. Skinnier, like, he was skinnier face. in the face. Todd wasn't. Yeah, that's so. probably true. That's probably true. But did you not get creeper vibes? Like sinister creeper oh, vibes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I just got the, you know what? You know what? I hope I hope when he when a certain someone shows up, Daredevil just throws him off a roof and doesn't right? save him. <laughs> just throw him off a roof. There's enough weird shit in L.A. <laughs> if you add Todd to it, you're fine. <laughs> right. Then Jen kind of you know she scores and finds a guy that just wants to listen to her and about her. You know the type of guy that's just been pestered by. All sorts of women that just won't leave him alone, and he's not wanting to talk about himself anymore. You know, he's a rare gem out there in the sands of men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we all talk about ourselves. Wait, yeah, we do. We do. We honestly do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Usually, we're listening just to tell us, hey, I've done something mm, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, we're awful, awful. But at least we'll pay, Dave. We'll pay. We're yeah, not that yeah bad. we're not that bad. 
I'm I've never I've always paid on every you know first date I've gone on. Haven't has anything happened recently? No. Thank you, God. Thank you very much. You don't much. have to out yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, what? Say that so again. I, I, I said, you don't have to out yourself. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, well, it's done. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I, I like I said, when, when uh, Todd was there, I liked you know, the little montage of dating and stuff, you kind of get a feel for what it's like to be single right now and, and have to deal with the internet and the swiping. And even the guy said, you know, like swiping left and right just so dehumanizes you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I could see it, that being the case. It's like the digital equivalent of getting a cat. <laughs> you might as well just get a damn cat. <laughs> right. And it's while she's on that second date. Wait, I'm sorry, slurred that over again? Well, it was during this time where she was getting the, uh, you know, the benefits of the relationship with the Mm -hmm. gentleman that we see Donnie Blaze back at one of the magic tricks. He's trying to do the circle thing, and the girl's like, no, I've seen this, my friend got stuck, and blah, blah, blah. And so he does something different, and he creates the bird, and then the bird lays the egg, and it has that little demon that starts growing. But, you know, next thing, we kind of, like, jump forward with Wong coming into it, and it's like all hell's breaking loose. Like, dude, that escalated fast. Yeah, no, it did. It did. Uh, I'm just going to point one thing out. Uh, what really worried me during this whole, you know, thing, uh, Wong pulls Jen into this, away from her date and so on. But what really worried me about this was it was just a hair's breadth away from reminding me of Hulk dogs. Of Hulk dogs. Oh, the Hulk dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. What What I was struck by was the fact that Wong, the Sorcerer Supreme, went to Jen Walters above everyone else. And I'm like thinking immediately, like, you know, it does kind of make sense because she's got all of the the best aspects of Smart Hulk without having to have any yeah. of the bad Hulk. Well, aspects. and also, um, there, there seemed to be, yes, it escalated quickly, but there seemed to be no consequence to it. Like, what, what it, there was, like, there was, it was too easy for Jen, right? Uh, it was too easy for, you know, uh, well, She-Hulk. Um, uh, it was easy, but not easy, because, like, she was smashing them, and they weren't no, really I dying. Understand, I and, understand and I was... that, but they could have added, like, uh, these demons were, you know, sucking away at the gamma, uh, that the engine. More of a more threat of, to her. More himself. of a threat to her, even in She-Hulk form. Well... You know, like when the blip happened, and then when everyone returned, and you're like, "Well, what about people flying in yeah. the planes?" Oh God! Oh God! My question we had a is lot this: of joy in that conversation, don't we? Right. So I have the same question here, right? She couldn't smash them, and Wong couldn't return them. So Wong opens another portal to another place and sends them to another place. Like, 
you you want to talk about consequences? What the hell did you just release on that place? Like these are not native to that environment, fool. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like trading one problem for another, and that doesn't seem like one at all. Right, and honestly, what does seem more like Wong is to open that same portal in front of the other portal and then open a third portal back in the other dimension so they're going into one and right back into the other. That would be a Wong maneuver because we saw him do it. Well, I guess we saw Strange do that to Spider-Man. But yeah, you got to love those. Yeah, (laughs) well. All sorts of fun and trouble. Uh, yeah, as long as it doesn't pull in anything from Fox's dead graveyard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from the magic aspect, because by the time Jen helps turn the tide, they're able to get Johnny Blaze to agree to sign the cease and desist contract. And so, like, like you know, each episode's got a court case yeah. built into it. And so that was yeah. this court case. So, like, I like how we've got contained stories while we're still branching forward and doing oh, other yeah. things. You know, Wong comes back into this one. Um, but, yeah, otherwise there isn't a lot going for it. I mean, the episode comes to an end. And then we learn that Tatiana or Titania is filing a lawsuit against She-Hulk for the use of her trademarked name. She Hulk. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trademarks are a fun, fun thing, I mm. guess. You can't say the word mutant if you're a Marvel spinoff. Yeah. But hey, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they oh, can do it all dude, day long. Dude, <laughs> dude, would you stop? Because we don't, we don't have that anymore. Because guess what? Thank the guess maker. Guess what? Guess what? After the fox merger, Mickey killed that fox, gutted it. Minnie's wearing it as a fucking fur coat, and we don't have that issue anymore, all right? Hey, man. Hip, hip, hooray. Hey, you know what? Minnie, Minnie needed nice things. I mean, come on. Mickey's only got three fingers. You think they draw him another one at this point? Oh, that's right. I was like, oh, well, he has, oh, we'll get a thumb. Yeah, yeah, three fingers of thumb. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With all, with all well the money Disney brags about. Mm. Well played. All right, well. So what did you think of the post credit scene on this one? I mean, I, I, I feel like we've got a dynamo on our hands with this Madison with a Y. And it's not what you think. Um, it's, it's so not what you think. <laughs> yeah, I... Look, I thought it was, I mean, it was fine, you know, it was fine. It, let's just say I, I enjoyed watching Juan and Madison, and, and by the way, if you're a virgin to um, uh, The Sopranos, uh-huh. do not watch the show. <laughs> Madison will ruin it for I'll admit, you. I'll admit, I've never watched The Sopranos, and I did not care that she spoiled it. Wong cared more than I did. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought, thought that was a fun thing. But, yeah, I, people were upset yeah, online. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, I with that one, I that one I can kind of understand because people really get kind of upset and hung up on yeah. spoilers. Um, oh, you know, like, I whereas, think, like, with Game of Thrones shows when those come out. Right. 
Whereas, like, you know, I don't know if our listening audience is, but, it, like, when Game of Thrones drops, you know, the, and the House of Dragons episodes, if you don't want to know anything about it, stay offline. I mean, that's, it's, it, there is no sacred spoiler uh, embargo. It's, it's as soon as that episode is, as it's airing sometimes, people are tweeting, they're reacting, and that's part of the experience for that that's kind of what helped make it become such a mm-hmm. cult sensation at bars and stuff like that people would come and watch it together and they're all interacting across the world like i so when game of thrones ended like you know i was kind of missing that but now that house of dragons back i'm like oh yeah you know when i miss an episode i stay off my social media because i'm just like i don't want to be spoiled but like a show with sopranos i mean that's an older show i mean you know it's a shame on me thing i mean that show had its own hits you know it, it was its cult uh, its own cultural sensation and i've just been you know i still haven't watched godfather i mean you know gangster movies aren't really my cup of tea i don't know right <laughs> i like i like your oceans 11 I like right oceans right 11. right yeah no i hear you i hear it on that one um i think the only gangster movie i ever liked was the one where tom hardy played the twins oh oh <laughs> god that one the one that didn't even get a proper release Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. what was that one called again? Heck, if I know, I'd have to look <laughs> it up. I only got it on TV. I got it. All just right, well, time. we're I'm done really with the episode, so don't do that. Let's now. All <laughs> right, so gang, that'll end this episode. Um, we will be back in another two weeks to talk um, episode five and six. Uh, I would say we're. Uh, at the end because we're so used to goddamn six on Disney Plus. But you know what? We get more with this. Uh, what do we? Right, we got a we got a post season uh, trailer. Isn't that uh, what that was? It was, was a mid season. Mid season, yeah, not post season. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you're trying to get to episode nine early, aren't you? Right, man, and and I looked it up. Leon, you're right. He's 104. He was born in 1919. Like, dude, that dude looks good. His skin is well. Okay, man, okay, we're gonna end the show yeah, by Mark's hung up on this. All right, so yeah, I wanna, I wanna know who he made a deal with. Uh, it wasn't Mephisto. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Um, it was probably, it was probably Mephisto's brother. Won't go. Man, now that would be brilliant, though, if that's why they cast him to play that character. They're like, yeah, we want somebody that looks super young but is really, you know, really old. And so we could do a play okay, on, stop, like, you know, maybe stop, he sold stop, his soul. Stop. You, you know they're not going to do that. All right. So, gang, before Mark goes off in a, in a you know, Black Ages really well tirade again, uh, you know, I'm just going to say. Uh, thank you for joining us, Kane. And Mark, thank you for joining me as always. And we'll catch you next time. Uh, so until then, he who leaves the Baxter building last turns out the lights. Thanks for listening to Walter's attorney at Green. She Hulk smash all witnesses. Still in control, no overwhelming feelings of rage. No, a normal amount of rage. You do revert back to Gen 4 when you sleep. Was the air horn really necessary? For comedy, absolutely. This is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on. Yes. Yeah. Who's your best friend? Nikki. Spandex. 
Spandex is your best friend. Being a Hulk asks for balance. You have so much more to learn. Yes! So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. If you want to go back to your life as a lawyer, I, I respect that. He doesn't mean that. Covering the MCU series She-Hulk Attorney at Law, streaming exclusively on Disney+. More and more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> we are going to launch a division for them, and I want the She-Hulk to be the face of it. Jennifer Waters. Namaste. I have a serious conflict of interest. All this man tried MCU to kill Marvel my cousin, Bruce. All things MCU is a subsidiary yeah, of the Walt right. Disney Company. Oh. People only care because I'm representing Emil Blonsky. I think they care because they're like, hey, that girl's green. Jen, do your thing. God, I really like this outfit. I'm not proud of this. Miss Walters, we answer to a higher power. Our universe is on the edge of a precipice. I am a lawyer. We do things by the book. The book of this podcast is meant no, for informational purposes American only, and no uh, infringement laws. is intended. Whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero. Let's do this. You know that friend you had in high school who was way cooler than you were, attractive, got all the attention from everyone? I think I'm jealous. Is that what I'm feeling? It's going to be me. There's a big mess back there. Uh, somebody went through a wall. Like, there was... Uh, that was gross. Plumbing and not not the clean type. It's it's gonna be an all night job. We'll be back here all night.